You'd think as live. many podcasts as we had, one of us would like be okay at recording a podcast. It's just every single time there's something that you have to iron out. This is also only my second time using this platform, so. It's my first. Well, kind of. Anyway, shall anyway. we get started? Yeah, I see that you titled this Unfiltered Coffee at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any, I, I mean, you told me you just got a mocha pot a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I'm still, um, I'm really bad at it. Um, I just can't. I, I don't know. Every time I make coffee in it now, it just tastes like, like the coffee's okay, but it yeah. tastes uh, like burnt, but not like okay. the coffee's burnt, but like I made it in like a thing of like, like something that was like charred. All right. I think I, I got th- you. So first of all, I mean, I'm going to ask you a few questions. One, do you clean okay. it every time you use it? Uh. <sighs> Not like with soap. No, you're never supposed to use soap on them. No, I don't use soap on them. I don't use soap, but you need to like scrub it and get all of the like grounds and oil off of it every time that you use it. Just with water or like a like a yeah, towel I, like, or rinse it, I rinse it hard with water and then I use like a paper towel to dry it out. Okay. So there's not like, I there's don't know, like residue on it or anything? Okay. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. good. All right. Here's... Your other th- are you using the Lavaza grounds? Yeah. Okay, so that could be like pretty dark roast to begin with. So it might. No, I tried. I tried. I don't know what it's called. Like, like the yellow one that's like at every store. Uh, cafe. Uh, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Molito. <clears throat> that is. Bustello. Bustello. Yeah, yeah. It- that stuff's not bad either. No, I, I made my first cup of that yesterday. That still is pretty dark and like kind of, I don't know, espresso-y. All right. So if it's That's neither. Good. Yeah. If it's neither of those two. Jeez. <laughs> the other thing that you can do to make it less burnt is to preheat your water. Hmm. So like I actually just boil the water in like an electric kettle or something beforehand. And then I pour it in and then your grounds don't sit in the heat for as long. Cause I guess you can burn your grounds if you like leave it on the stove at full heat for too long. Yeah. I've been wondering if it was like, once it made it up to the upper compartment, after like it was brewed, if it was sitting there and getting too hot for too long. Cause I don't know like how long to leave it on there. I just like left it on there until it stopped making the noise. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Pour it as soon as it starts whistling, take it off heat. Whistling? Yeah. Or like bubbling, like it makes the bubble thing. And you see steam. As soon as you see steam, like coming out the top, stop it. I might help. I've been putting it on walking away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it like, so if you, 
I wouldn't, I would recommend doing this once, but like you're going to need to shut it pretty quick or it's going to like shoot out everywhere. But like if you open the lid and you see it when it starts, it just like trickles out and it's like the most beautiful thing. Like it looks like someone pouring an espresso or something. And then at the end of it, it gets a bunch of air bubbles in it and then it starts like shooting like a volcano or something. So as soon as it starts like spurting and you start getting the steam and the air, like pull it off. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wish I could make one right now, but uh, I kind of want to sleep tonight. Yeah. It's so strong. Like, I just can't have it every day of the week. Yeah, I've been having it about every other day. And then, so I like, uh, when I'm not using that, if I'm working from home, I'll just use filtered coffee. Filtered coffee. Oh my God. Yeah, but you uh, use like a Keurig, right? So that's still so I have both. I have drip and I have, I have a I have a drip and I have a Keurig. Yeah, technically and, Keurig is unfiltered. Yeah, so I use the Keurig like um, it's like between meetings, and I've got like five minutes. I use the Keurig. If I'm working in the office, I use the Keurig in the morning. Mm-hmm. But typically, in my first cup, um, or in my second, on, on, on a remote day, are um, are with the drip or with the uh, the stovetop thingy. The the uh, what's it Mocha. called? Yeah, Mocha. Um, um, yeah, uh, and then when I'm in the office, I think that's um, unfiltered. Hmm. I don't know the last time I've had filtered coffee besides maybe like, I think I've had a drip coffee at Starbucks sometime somewhat recently, but I don't use the mocha. I almost always do French press. The, um, the drip is like, there are so many variables and I just can't get it right because I also grind, I grind my grounds Mm -hmm. and like it never tastes right. And then I bought the like store, ground like i bought i buy the ground coffee and it tastes better so i like think i think i'm like not grinding them right and then like really? the thing like it doesn't get hot enough like okay to be fair though um my uh my drip machine is like <laughs> i think i bought it new from the store for like nine dollars <laughs> okay that could be it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like uh it's made of like old compressed coffee filters, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Um, but uh, it still makes a good Trader Joe's wintry blend. That's your go-to coffee? Go-to bean? <laughs> it's all right, yeah. I've got, um, I don't know if you know Blue Bottle. Yeah, they're... From Chicago, right? Or at least that's where I've. Oh no, 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 no! We saw them in California too, didn't we? Yeah, I think I think they're out of like maybe California. They're out of California. Um, yeah, you're right. I have a I have a thing of Blue Bottle that I've been working through, and then I have some. I don't know some other one from like Portland or Seattle or like something that somebody uh, like sent Starbucks. Me. No, not like <laughs> Starbucks. Um, Seattle's best. 
Yeah, let me go grab the let me go grab the thing. Seattle's finest. Hang on, hang on. You can't just get up and leave. We're gonna have all this dead air. I'm gonna have to sit here and ramble the whole time. Ooh, and I, I just smell it. I got um Stump Town. Town. Okay. Okay. I just tried Stumptown. some of that this weekend. Stump Town? Yeah, it's pretty good. This is um this was roasted in Queens. New York? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, but again, whole bean. Um, still can't. I, I can't seem to get the uh, the grinding process quite right. Wait, how fine are you grinding it? Fine enough. So what's the issue? I don't know. I'm like it's it's getting it's like it's getting down to a powder, but I don't know if that's too fine. That might be. It's tough because my grinder sucks too. Mm-hmm. It's just like one of those things that's just like you hold it and it plugs into the wall and you like click a button on the top. All right. And it's just like grinds them up and like you can't really tell how ground they're getting or how you don't have a whole lot of control. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how mine works as well. It seems that like every single one of these blends always has like um, like a sourness to them. Really? Like acidic or sour? Yes. Like acidic. Mm. I think if you did drip coffee, that would come out because I feel like the filter, that's usually what it grabs. It usually grabs the oil, which I feel like is... I think I've got bad filters. Typically makes it acidic. I don't know. I mean, anything like just paper is what grabs the oil. Maybe I'll play around with different filters. You know what? I can also try a pour over too. That's true. Pour over is tough. Yeah. People usually get it down to science. It seriously is. It's like, it has to, have, it has to be the right temperature. You have to do the right, um, you have to have like, there's like three or four different pours and then you have to time it between them too. And yeah, you know, I feel like when you get pour over, like, okay. I used to go to Starbucks in college all the time and get the pour over. <laughs> and it seriously depended on who was working. Yes. Most people have no idea. Yeah. So they just take it and they dump all the water and pour it over. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, if you do that, it's like, it's so weak. It just has like no that. time to steep really. No. So uh, yeah, sometimes I would get a good pour over when like somebody who kind of knew what they were doing, would actually like do the, the swirl and everything. Yeah, I think they call it like blooming the coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird. They get a foam. It's like this foam grows on top of it. Pretty weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. The thing is, like, I've had some K cups that, like, my drip coffee has not beaten. K-cups can be really good. I just don't love the idea of like heating plastic and drinking it. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Just like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, uh, like shout out to Newman's own. Okay. Yeah. 
that's some good K cups. Uh, I think a portion of it goes to something. Newman. <laughs> yeah, they go to Newman. <laughs> no, actually, um, somebody was just talking about that, and I did some research into that. I had no, no idea that guy was like an he's an actor. Paul pretty, Newman, pretty big name actor. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he was, yeah, a, he was a huge actor. He was a, like a Hollywood star and he was a racing star. That's what too. I was going to say he raced cars. And not only that, like, um, and then during racing, um, he, he, uh, got known for the, 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 um, chronograph watches he wore. Okay. So he's a big name in the watch community too. Who knew? And like, like salad dressing. Come on. Salad dressing. Yeah. That is a big thing he's known for. <laughs> Newman's own dressing and K cups. Honestly, it's killing it. <laughs> yeah. What, that, what films was he in? I don't know. The Grift. The Grift. The Grift. No, the Grift, Andrew. Not the Gift. The Grifters. How, what is this like? Sixties? No, not the Grifters. That's a different movie. I'm just gonna look them up. He's in Cars, posthumously. The Sting. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance the Sting, Kid. The Hustler. Cool Hand Luke. I've heard of Cool Hand Luke. All right. Hey, come on. I know you already said it, but Cars, come on. What <laughs> I don't a know good why. movie. Your family has a strange uh, fascination. Yeah, like you and your brothers. You America? No, not America. I've like I was never into cars. I just couldn't do it. That's un-American. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just why it's cars of all movie. movies. We like it. Okay. Yeah, so we like it a lot. You know what scene Paul Newman's voice was used in? What scene? Yeah, like he plays Doc Hudson. He does. Yes, but wasn't he? Dead? Yeah, isn't he dead? Only for Cars. Uh, he died after the first Cars, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, and I and then I think I think he wasn't really in Cars Two. Forgive me, I only know the first Cars very well. Oh, um, Cars Two is the best one. Is that one? Yeah, I know. Spies? I know you think that, so you would know <laughs> if he's in it. And then I know in Cars Three they dug up like some archival um, <laughs> audio and, and threw him in there. What is, wait, is Cars 2 the spy one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, and I know you like that. Is that? Because <laughs> Mater's a spy. <laughs> yeah, Mater's pretty good. Mater's honestly, like, he kind of carries the movies, if, I, if I'm being honest. I'm pretty sure he's he, in that. Yeah, it was good that he got a bigger role in too. No one wants to hear, is it Owen Wilson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They should have like put his like his uh like sticker on crooked. Excuse me. They should have put his sticker on the car on crooked. Whose sticker? The car, Lighting McQueen. Is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> his sticker should have been crooked, just so that it like reminded me more of Owen Wilson. It's Owen Wilson crooked. Uh, his nose is broken. Oh sure. All right. I like I like, all right. I don't know. For some reason, that's like all I associate with. Not all I associate, but that's one of the first things that comes to mind when I think of Owen Wilson. This is his nose. 
I think of his hair. I think he's got nice hair. Yeah, he does have pretty iconic hair, I guess. <laughs> I, oh, gonna say, I was going to say he has pretty <laughs> hair. He does have. It's very pretty hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's very blonde. It's like, it looks unnaturally blonde. You know right? what? He can't. There's no I, way that's what he looks like, right? I might be. It might be unnatural. But I've never seen it different. Where's this guy from? I'm going to just look at his Wikipedia. He's from Texas? Sure thing. Wow. I would not have guessed that. I recently watched a movie with him in it that... 53 years old. I had I'd never heard of this movie. It was like something about Paris and midnight the, in paris yeah have you seen it are you are you seeing it right now no i've when you seen him up really yeah he goes back in time yeah in terms of like um rom-com movies wasn't the worst terrible no. terrible acting on his girlfriend's part which she's a pretty famous actress too uh why can't i think of her name that's a woody allen film uh oh Rachel McAdams. Yeah, she was in um, Wedding Crashers with him. Anyways, didn't yeah. didn't appreciate her in Midnight in Paris, but Midnight in Paris is pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying I'm trying to remember like anything from it other than like they like back, uh, I, you know what it was. Yeah, he I met th- like every single person that was an artist that ever lived in Paris. Yeah, that was like his, and, the, and he was like, no, like, no, no, I'm not from this guy. <laughs> that's <was> bad. <laughs> what? No, that was, I don't know what, the, I don't even know what that was. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he like met all the writers and stuff, like, cause he was a writer. So he had dinner with Ernest Hemingway or something. Um, Ger- Gertrude Stein like reviewed his book. Are you familiar with the film Drillbit Taylor? No. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. Um that's uh Pierce that uh Drillbit Taylor. It's, uh, it's uh it's basically um these kids uh in like I guess in, like middle school or something. Yeah. They're like losers and they hire Owen Wilson, Drillbit Taylor, um <laughs> to be their bodyguard. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's all I know about it. Why I've Owen seen Wilson? Like, some scenes. I've seen some scenes from it. It's like Owen Wilson's acting is bad, and it like is it's, it? it's a bad movie. Um, trying to think of a good Owen Wilson movie besides Cars, of course. Uh, Wedding Crashers was good. Night at the Museum. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um he was in inherent vice he didn't really play a big role that was a really good movie i know i'm gonna get some uh some crap from you but uh all of the wes anderson films he was in oh yeah i've heard him and him and wes are friends he's in a lot of those um the life aquatic great movie i think that's that's who actually gave him his break you think so i think they were friends yeah like i think that was one of his first feature films that adds up i honestly i can't even i can't like bash on wes anderson because i don't know that i've seen any of his movies 
I think you'd really like them. It's like, like uh, especially the live action stuff. Uh, it, it has this like um, this bit of comedy where they're they're just not they're not jokes. Yeah, like they're not asking for a laugh, but it's just like somebody says something and it's kind of awkward, and then it just keeps moving, and you're like, why did why did he say, why was it like that? Why was he so awkward right there? And then nobody like said anything, and it just kept rolling. And it kind of makes you laugh at like just the way it is. I probably would like it. I'll tell you what it is. Um, when I got to college, I had a friend that was, uh, I don't know. We would talk like, you know how like people in college, like think that they're um, smart like in, into like artsy, <laughs> like movies and like music and stuff. Yeah. And like, I probably would be guilty of this too or whatever. But anyways, he's like saying how much he liked Wes Anderson. And then I don't know, like somehow it got brought up that he did like stop motion. And then all I could think of was like claymation and uh, like Bob the Builder. And so then like uh, who did like, wasn't there something called like Wallace and Gromit or something like that? So all I can think of is like. Like this Bob the Builder style, like mm-hmm. film that he's saying is like the greatest uh, cinema of all time. Back in the barnyard, yeah. <laughs> it's computer, but yeah. <laughs> I like we we got into all these uh, fights over what claymation and stop motion actually was, and like if Bob the Builder is actually claymation. Yeah, the early Bob the Builders were claymation. I'll fight that. Um, and and Wes, Wes Anderson does have some pretty good like stop motion slash claymation films. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I just can't, I, like, I can't take any of that stuff seriously for some reason. I don't know, man. Other than Bob the Builder. I, Bob the Builder I take very seriously, but... The only thing Bob couldn't fix is uh, his marriage with Wendy. Were they ever, they were married? Yeah. Wait, they're a divorced couple in the, in the show? I just, I just think their marriage was in shambles. (laughs) I don't remember their relationship well enough. I just remember like Bob Bob always out talking to the machines. Wendy's always inside. That's his job. What was it? What? That's his job. Was he had to work? Being a husband's a job. <laughs> Didn't they? They kind of matched though, so that's why I think like they kind of dressed the same. That's why I think they might have been all right. Like as a couple? Didn't they? Yeah, they like wore basically they the same hard hats, but. Wait. <laughs> When you live on Why a was she wearing hard- Are you sure they're married? I thought she was just like a worker. Bob and Wendy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Bob the Builder. Um, good Lord. Scroll way down to get to the wiki. Um. This part's getting cut out. This long hold. All right. I just... Wendy. 
Hold up. They like updated the series into different animation now. It says Bob's business partner. Oh, and, <laughs> and love interest who runs the office and keeps business in order. What? So Bob was just like too disorganized. What is a deuter agonist? Just like the other act, like protagonist in the show or something or like. What does it say that is? Is it Scoop? Deuteragonist. Is Scoop um, the Deuteragonist? BTBfandom.com. <laughs> <laughs> Stop motion. First appearance was Scoop Saves the Day. Scooch. Wendy's a very good worker, as noted by Bob. She handles a handful of other work while Bob handles building. She has shown <laughs> she has shown excellence in craft-based jobs, such as putting up wallpaper or designing things. It's kind of sexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also very con very kind and often concerned over Pilchard as shown several times during the series. The cat. That's a cat. Okay. Wendy can be stubborn for some reasons when it comes to doing things herself. She'll claim she can handle doing the work despite how badly it may be going until she finally re realizes she needs help right. and can't do everything up. by herself. So she insists that she's she can do it when she can't, and then yeah. she ends up having to call in for help. And that's part yeah. of her character. Yeah. <laughs> It was, hinted, it was hinted in a few episodes that she has a crush on Bob. See? So they're not married. Okay, I take back what I said. The only thing Wendy couldn't <laughs> fix was um, the fact that Bob only kind of likes her. When Wendy was younger, her hair was in braided pigtails. Now she wears a ponytail. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Switching oh, no. it up. The, the comments on this. <laughs> There's people actually down here debating whether they're married or not. Yes. There's a guy with a Thomas the Train icon arguing that they're not married. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Thomas is getting involved in this. He's on the same level. Why does it say that Bob is Wendy's husband? They never once were married in the show. I'm in love with Wendy and I want to date her. Okay, I'm not even going to read the rest of that comment. Thanks. To be fair, I'm looking at both of Wendy's hands in this image right now, and there is not a ring. No ring. So Bob did not put a ring on it. They live in a house together? Do they? It's kind of, it's kind of a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to... Um, We're going to need to get... That yeah, I'm gonna have to dig deeper. Yeah. That's interesting. <sighs> Honestly, I, I haven't thought about Wendy from Bob the Builder in I don't even know. Years. I, I mean I, I haven't either. <laughs> Digging deep right there. Well you knew all about her. You're like, oh, she Yeah, because I used to watch it. Yeah. I used to have the video game. That's how I remembered Pilchard's name. There was this Pilchard. uh there was a a, a part in the game where Pilcher was just like hiding behind stuff and you just have to click until you found Pilcher and it played this really like unsettling music. Sounds like uh, it. It was like almost dead silence and then you'd click on Pilcher and it would like, <laughs> like a little stinger and you'd be like, oh my God. Like, Sounds like a trip was on that thing. Stressful event for you. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was not great.
No, that was a good show. So Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, he actually made them. (laughs) I just thought that was his greatest work. Who actually did make Bob the Builder? Who produced it? I'll leave that one up to you. All right, I got you. Keep talking about Bob. Yeah, I don't know. Remember when Bob's voice changed? Jackie Cockle. I don't know who that is. No, I don't remember his voice changing. It's just like one of those situations where like, you know, you're watching as a kid and then a new episode comes on. You're like, that's not Bob. Doesn't sound anything like Bob. They just got a different like actor or what? Completely different actor. Didn't even try. Can we fix it? I'm kind of freaked out by the 2015 reboot. Like, what these people look like. Did you see it? Yeah, they they look they look different. Yeah, not a fan. A little creepy for me. Oh. All right, you want to switch it up? Yeah, let's get Move off on. Bob. Yes. Okay. What have you got? What have I got? All right, I got something. We'll stay with film. Have you ever heard of Alejandro Jodorowsky? Um, Jodorowsky? No. From what? Uh, movies. What movies? I don't know. El Topo. The Holy Mountain. Look him up, man. Chilean. Um, he did no, like. I don't- experimental art movies 60s and 70s it's like a no these are pretty out there they're so out there now he has like a spiritual oh he was supposed to do Dune like before David Lynch really but he wanted to make it like 14 hours and he wanted like Salvador Dali and uh, yeah, that wouldn't really work out, would it? Just like a ridiculous cast. I think it was going to have Orson Welles, Salvador Dali, and then um, like Mick Jagger, maybe. I don't know anything about Dune though, so like I haven't seen either of the I movies. Watched, I watched the uh, the new one. Is it any good? I went into it pretty blind. Um, really slow. Really slow. Oh yeah. I mean, like I could, um, I could probably sum it up in about fifteen seconds. Just like, isn't isn't that kind of what killed like the David Lynch version? What do you mean? It's just boring. No. Like confusing. I mean this. The one I watched was like kind of confusing, but like they also kind of gave some background. I don't know. Yeah. It's confusing because um there really aren't any introductions to what things are in the universe. That's what I've heard. There's just like too much to explain in a movie. Yeah. There's like some lore and like you understand that there's like lore, but you don't know like I don't know anything actually about it or like who the people are or anything. Yeah. And then 
and then it just kind of like moves on. You're like, okay, like, what, what was all of that? Yeah, I, get, like, I understand the, um, it's like the main plot line of the first film is like, I I could understand it, and I could follow it. And it took forever. Um, hmm. Well, you're not like making me want to rush out and watch it. I'd at least wait until the next one comes out because it left on like, not even, it didn't even like end on a cliffhanger. It was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to spoil anything for, for anyone. Um, but so imagine, um, I guess like the plot starts with the, the guy, the main character, um, something happens and now he has like a goal and he goes off to chase that goal. And then like, you know, like the, usually there's a part in a movie where there's like some type of montage to show time passing and like the character, like learning, it was like halfway through that montage is when it like ends. And so like, there's not nothing that makes you want to like, like there's nothing to be like, Oh my God, I wonder what happens. Wow. Like they could not make a second one and I wouldn't care. Um, oh, but also okay. I don't really, you know, like I, I don't know what's supposed to happen. I'm sure right. for people who do know what's supposed to happen, they like they're anxious, but I don't know. The people that are into the books are so into the books. Like just as much or more as any like Harry Potter or star Wars people. It's interesting. Lord of the Rings. Like any, it, it has kind of like a fan base like that. I've seen it quoted a lot recently too. But no, that that sounds like a movie that Jodorowsky would do. It's interesting because it's, um, you know, like it's another science fiction, but it seems like so many science fiction, like films kind of like mimic each other. And this one kind of had some like newer elements that like you, it seemed like, for example, Star Wars seems like it um, takes place in like a future, even though it's in the past. To. Yeah, it's, but it, it comes across that, you know, they have computers. Um, and then this one, it's like they don't necessarily have computers, but there's technology. But then there's also like ancient technology. Mm. There's like a lot of like mind control kind of stuff happening. Mm. Like spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. But then they'll like get in a helicopter. Wow. I wouldn't have expected helicopters there. Well, they're not helicopters either. They're like mechanical dragonflies. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, it's kind of something that like, you could see like parts of it taking place in today's time, but then there's other stuff that's like inexplicable. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll have to give it a watch then. I've heard that the David Lynch version was like one of the biggest flops in movie history or like certainly in Lynch's career. That's why I haven't seen it. You know a movie you need to see? Hmm. Have you ever seen Lucky? 
It rings a bell. Uh, I I have seen it. It's not a David Lynch movie, but he's an actor in it. Phenomenal movie. 2017. The Western. Yeah, kind of. Interesting. No, yeah, I haven't seen that one. You got to give that one a watch. It's one of the best movies I've seen. One of the best movies you've seen? Yes, top 10. Wow. I'll give it a top 10, yeah. Interesting. Who knew? Have you ever seen the David Lynch like short where they're interviewing a monkey about uh, like a murder at the train station? I think I have seen that. I think you showed <laughs> like, that to David Lynch's like lips just like moving. It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah. It's honestly, it's brutally bad. <laughs> like, seriously, it's so bad. It is weird. It's like a Netflix original. I don't know what. I, I'm like interested by that guy. Try to figure out like what's going on with him. He's like mental? No, I don't think so at all. I think now that I've like seen some older cinema from like the sixties and seventies, I think that he actually does have influences. Like the first time I saw him, it was like nothing I had ever seen before. Right. But now I've seen some things that use kind of like similar dream logic and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. Yep. There definitely are a few contemporaries or sorry, not contemporaries people before him that did that. Right. Uh, I think I've seen the lost highway now four times, four or five times. It does. It definitely loses like part of it each time you see it, but then you also like see things that you've missed. So, right. Have you given Mahalan drive a watch? Yeah. I didn't like that one as much, but I did like it. It was tough to follow. Yeah, so like I, four different plot lines, all played by like the same actors. Like some of them somehow intersect, some of them don't. Wait, is it four different plot lines? It seems like the long. same plot line. Are you taking Maybe like no, no, no? I think you're kind of right. There's that actress, and then there's like yeah. someone that's almost like a homeless woman, but it's like the same version of her. Yeah. Doesn't it all tie in at the end though? Like in the diner? Like every time they go to the diner. I think there's like some loose ends, but I think some of it does get tied in. It's just confusing because like they like never use names. Like, you know, like one character's name. And so like in order to talk about it, you're like the one chick and then, but there's like another chick who looks just like her and has the same role, but you know, you also don't know her name. Yeah. It's just, it's like, an, it's very frustrating. I, th- yeah. I think it's just like almost all of his films just are like, seem like they're influenced by the dark side of Hollywood. I'd agree with that. Or like what people, like the mythology around the dark side of right. Hollywood. Right. Although recently he- I've been hearing some like things about like, there's like true crime podcasts out about 
Hollywood. And then I heard a few things like some of the studios got bought out in the seventies by sort of uh, like mafia mob, like big money people that were coming in like whack people every now and then. Yeah. I've heard some of that true crime stuff. I have no idea. Um, you, have you seen Barton Fink? No. It kind of reminds me of like some weird dark side Hollywood stuff. And it's, <clears throat> that's one. That one's weird. That, that one's also David Lynch, right? I don't think so. I think it's no. just somebody different. Maybe I've heard you talk about it before. My it's favorite weird. part of Mulholland Drive. Oh, it's Coen Brothers. It is Coen Brothers. Oh, it's John Turturro. I love that guy. He's in a lot of the... Well, that's weird. That's like almost the same cast as um, the dude. Um, my gosh. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why am yeah, I blanking he, on that movie? I literally... The uh, Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, yeah. Yeah, he, they use... Um, Plus, they repeat, like, John Goodman. It's in, like, every Coen Brothers thing. Yeah. Bashemi. John Turturro. I've, like, recently been seeing so many movies with him in it. He's a good actor. Yeah. There's a wide variety of things. Like, because originally, I feel like I saw... The weird thing about, like, those movies is, for some reason, there's crossover with... Adam Sandler movies. Right. Yeah. And like I always saw like, like, like growing up, I always saw like Steve Buscemi and like Turturro and Adam Sandler movies doing comedies. Mm-hmm. And then recently then I saw they're also like in a, a specific mob movie. Uh, like a whole, like a lot of like mob films, like they're also in yeah. that genre and then whatever the Coen brothers genre is too. Always like together. It's always like the same cast. It's really strange. You know, Totoro was in uh, Cars 2. Was he? <laughs> of course he was. That's probably why <laughs> yeah. I liked it. <laughs> he plays the Italian race car. <laughs> yeah, he was in Adam Sand- Oh, yeah, he's in Don't Don't Mess With The Zohan. That's right. He's in so many of them. It's so weird. Um, so they made this film that's called Jesus Rolls that's sort of like a sequel mm-hmm. to the big Lebowski, but it's completely unrelated basically. Yeah. And it's only about Jesus. It's a wild movie. Any good? It's pretty good. It's pretty strange. Like it's just about him getting out of jail. Actually, I don't remember. Okay. So you know how like it might actually be before the big Lebowski because you know how they talk about him. Um, like he got in trouble because he like public indecency or something like that. With Turturro? Yeah. Jesus, no, not Turturro in the big Lebowski, the character Jesus. Yeah. Like the guy he bowls against. Oh yeah. Yeah. They said he was in jail for public indecency. Okay. So this movie is like set, like whenever he gets out of jail and it's just like follows him. I don't even know what happens. Like him and one of his friends like steal a car or something and are just being chased by the cops. That's interesting. It's just one of those movies that like 
kind of just takes you through like a week in a characters. And he directed it too. Look at that. Did he? Yeah. Oh, Jesus rolls. Excuse me. Yeah, I was looking. I was like, that can't be Cohen Brothers. Why not? I, I just would have. Like, you would have heard, heard of it. Heard about it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I he just watched also, it. He's in this new Batman movie. Don't know if you've seen that or not. I have. What do you think about plays, it? Um, um, <laughs> we should have invited Bryn on to this the discussion about um, Batman. Yeah. I would love to hear her take on it. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I thought that the plot. Um, uh, rolled at a good pace. That being said, I thought there were some parts they could do without. Like they kind of like um, they've done without a lot of it. Well, yeah, there, there were like some cheesy parts, and like I get like there were some parts that also like mimicked like the old cinema Batman stuff that like you know you it was like a callback to that. But then there was also just like like the whole love interest thing. I don't think it's like very batman no but they didn't even like develop it either no that's the thing it was just so they, weird. Like, they wasted all the time with it and then they didn't do anything with it mm-hmm. like the whole i feel like the whole Catwoman, like the entire character was very underused yeah yeah i'd agree with that that was um Like if that was removed entirely, I think uh, I think I think it could have just been like the same movie. You yeah. know what I mean? I also feel like, well, clearly they're setting up for a sequel, but almost everything that had to do with the penguin was also not necessary. Yeah, it was just a matter of like he's a character that like the audience already knows. Well, that's what I'm guessing is that's why Catwoman was used in that way. Cause she was also connected to the penguin. Like that's the first you see her. Yeah, that's right. I guess I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want her whole character to be gone, but it was just, I don't know. It was a little strange. I thought it was weird that the penguin was just kind of like a dude. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Catwoman is kind of central to the entire plot, right? Because the she's the daughter of the gangsters. Well, yeah, but like, it's all also like the, I don't know. And she was also like friends with the girl that got murdered and everything. Yeah, but it didn't have to be Catwoman. I guess not. It could have just been like anybody. I feel like they just used like. Her and Robert Pattinson to sell the tickets. That was like the trailer. It was just like the two of them. Maybe, yeah. I thought Robert. I thought, the, think- I thought Batman himself was weird in it. Um, he was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He just kind of like walked everywhere. Yeah. Be like, oh my god! Like I figured it out. 
Like yeah. the next day he's showing up like on foot. And like, you know, pulls out a grappling hook or something and doesn't do anything. And then <laughs> There were a lot of things that were just like very unrealistic in the movie too, but I guess I don't need to nitpick it. Why not? I don't know. All right. I'm going to nitpick it. Like when he, um, when the Riddler was going to kill Bruce Wayne, like literally every single other person that he used, he like kidnapped, like he went in person and got them. He didn't just mail them a bomb. Yep. I thought that was a really weak point in the film. Like he should have shown up at the Wayne Manor. Although it did leave to that. It, I thought the, the whole part where um, Batman thought he, his, like, his identity was like being revealed. Yeah. And like the audience thinks it too. Yeah, I think and they like, should have just had the Riddler know that he was Batman. You think so? Yeah. It wouldn't have been that hard for him to piece together, I feel like, if he already had as much information as he did. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, I feel like the Riddler should have known and it shouldn't have gotten out. But that's not what happened. And I felt that the ending of the movie was terrible. I'd agree with that. Like the whole much. the flood scene and like whatever happened to MSG, just like that entire sequence was just stupid. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. I kind of stopped like, I don't know. I feel well, he, like. He got himself turned in. He went to jail. Yeah. yeah. But he had set like 12 like explosive laden right. trucks yeah, and, at no, every single that. seawall in the entire city. And then the whole city flooded. I felt like that all happened so fast. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it yeah. was like a whole like second plot that happened in the last like 15 minutes. Yeah. I f yeah, I feel like that could have been a different movie or the beginning of a different movie. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, well. It was pretty good. It was entertaining, I guess, for like a superhero movie. It was good. I thought the Riddler was good and like his riddles and stuff and the whole like, <laughs> no, like the whole, like, I guess political, like he was exposing all the stuff was interesting. No. Yeah. I thought that was cool too. I liked, um, I like that. They just kind of made him like a guy. Yeah. 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 No, he was definitely creepy, just like waiting in the shadows for everybody. Laughing. Oh, we brought the shades out. I don't have any right you know. Clay. I'm lacking. Mm -hmm. Oh, back to David Lynch, uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. My favorite scene in that movie is when they just like, I don't even know how they get there, but they're in a theater and then there's just like 
shouting in Spanish or something like that. Yeah. And then you just have no idea what's going on. And there's like, just like electric. It's like someone's getting electrocuted or something. That whole sequence is just, I don't even know what happens. Yeah. He does that. There's like those scenes where you're just like, what is this? Does this mean something? And then like doesn't. Yeah. That's fun. Um, you have, I think I've told you about him before. Well, I guess we'll just make this whole thing dedicated to movies and all that. Um, have you heard of Nicholas winding Refn? Hmm. No, what from, um, okay. I mean, he's, his first movies that he was famous for were the pusher trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, what else is Bronson, um, Valhalla Rising, uh, Elect, or what was that called? Neon Demon, I think. That one was on Amazon and was somewhat popular. I'm missing his biggest one. What's the biggest one? Uh, Maybe not. Oh yeah, he has some movies with uh, Ryan Gosling. Hmm. Pretty good though. I kind of got into him. He's Danish, and he just like self-funded and self-produced most of his movies at the beginning. Didn't you tell me about a really bad Ryan Gosling movie you saw? It's probably that movie. Only God forgives. So the, like the style, the style in a lot of his movies, like is um, basically that you can't root for any of the characters. Like all the characters are all just so bad. So like, and like the main character, you feel pity for them, but then they do something like awful. So you can't even root for them is basically what it is. I kind of like, I kind of don't like rooting for characters in movies though. Yeah. Well then watch his movies. Cause you literally can't root for anyone. <laughs> like they just suck. <laughs> uh, relatable. They're all like very dark too. It's so, like his first movies, the pusher ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about like really like low level Danish drug dealers. Hence pusher. Like they're just like heroin pushers. And they're right. all about like, they do some deal and it gets messed up and then basically they're in debt and their whole life is just ruined. And like people are after them trying to like kill them or collect their debt. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fun. But he does a weird thing where it's like a, he does three of the movies and they're all in the same world, but they all focus on a different character and like that character will have been like a minor character in a previous one. And then this one's all dedicated about them. So like some of the characters revolve and some of them don't. That makes sense. And it, they all start at like different times chronologically. And you can't really tell like where it starts or ends. Yeah. It seems to be a pretty popular thing with movies, like especially if one's a success. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that Jesus rolls thing. Yeah. 
it's like people already know that guy from that thing. So, yeah, I, I think he would like some of the cinematography. A lot of it is like he shoots on handheld cameras, basically, like almost like camcorder footage or like home video. <laughs> Probably like is a lot of it like just over the shoulder and stuff like that, or like directly in people's faces. He's really into, uh, seems like neon lighting and stuff. Like there's always, um, some club like scene or something like that, where it's just like strobe lights and fighting and stuff. Can't see people in the shadows. Yeah. That almost seems like, um, I don't know, like too easy. Too easy? Why do you say that? Yeah, like uh, like those scenes. Like I feel like they're easy to recreate. Really? I don't know. Yeah. That. I don't know. I mean, like neon lighting is like really easy to um to do fun things with. Yeah, you have to see, you have to see the only God forgives thing just for the neon lighting. It takes place in some Asian country, um, right. Maybe the Philippines or something like that. And it is just so much, it's like, I don't even know why it's always lit like that. Like there's just whole sequences that are like dream sequences where they're just walking down hallways that are lit with neon red or neon blue. I don't know. That just made me think of the, um, lost highway scene. Now that's a good shadow scene when he's in the hallway and they like foreshadow it like three times. You know what I'm talking about? Which hallway? In the house? Yeah. In the house that like goes to the bedroom. Yeah. I hate that scene. Fred. It's so hard to watch. Fred. <laughs> uh, I was going to... I was going to call you the other day and I was, you were going to answer and I was going to say Dick Laurent is dead. And then, <laughs> Just and hang now, up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I knew you would like it, but I didn't. Uh, I forgot. Every time I watch that movie, I, that's like my favorite part now is like when he, he's like on the run at the end. He shows up at the house. It's fun knowing the whole thing is a loop. Like when you start watching it. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. Cause it, yeah. Cause he goes and rings his own doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you pay attention, it's his voice. Like yeah, I, just, it it, is. I never caught it though. At the beginning. It's weird. Yeah. Dick Laurent is dead. <laughs> and then it's funny how you, you like shift from absolutely hating the mystery man and thinking he's like, the most evil person in the film. And then you're like kind of cheering for him at certain points. Isn't that, it isn't it a matter of like the, um, the Dick Laurent character is like a different guy. Like he has a different name in the other part. In the part Mr. With Eddie. The, uh, yeah. Mr. Eddie. Like why does he have two names? Everybody in the movie has two names, but then they don't. Cause the, the character end, you, doesn't even you have see, one name. <laughs> you see a picture with everyone. Yeah. When the like investigators are going through the house. There's that group photo. It's weird. It's very weird. (laughs) Andy. Andy. That's when Andy dies. 
I don't like that scene either when he hits his head. On the no, table. it's awful. You like to see him flying through the air and you know what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, that's gross. I was gonna I was gonna do the the neon lighting for you real quick. The best thing is or one of the best sequences is like when they're just in the desert. And then they're in the desert and then mystery man just comes out of the shack. I like that one. I like the whole desert scene. I think it would be really fun to shoot something in the desert. Oh yeah. And then like the exploding in reverse the house the whole time. The whole, the movie really kicks off like right when the main character comes back into his body. When Fred comes back, because like, right. When they first go to the desert, it's who's the second character's name. I don't even remember. Doesn't have a name. He doesn't. Yeah, he does. I'm trying to think what Mr. Eddie calls him. Frank, maybe. Here it is Frank. All right, Frank. Or what's he called? <laughs> I know I can picture him saying it, but I can't remember what he says. He's gonna take you for a ride. Listen to my engine. <sighs> it's brutal. Hey. I got a friend that wants to talk to you. I love how he always talks in the same way. <laughs> it's just kind of like, what the yeah. heck is his name? He doesn't have a name. I love that Richard Pryor's in that movie too. Like that had always like escaped me. Who does he play? Does the, he, play one of the- he owns the garage. Right. Okay. Like. One of those like minor characters when you're so busy trying to keep track of the other characters. Apparently Henry Rollins is in the film too. What is this? Why can't I find the characters' names? Teddy? It's not Teddy, is it? Pete. 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 (laughs) Oh yeah, you got the blue neon light. That's good. That's basically only God forgives. Hey, Pete. Got a friend wants to talk to you. Yeah, I'm getting tired, man. Nine oh two. Only went an hour. Got anything else? Nine thirty is my bedtime. You're itching to say? Having a fun time just recounting movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything I'm itching to say. Yeah. Um, I wish it was warmer outside. Um, I'm tired. Um, what movies have you been watching recently? Given on anything that I've offered up. Well, most I um I just showed I had seen it before, but I showed um 
uh, inside Lewin Davis, da- Davins inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. I think it's called Inside Lewin Davis. The Cohen brothers. Other Cohen brothers. Um, Oscar Isaac. Justin Timberlake. I do not know that one. It's a um, musical comedy. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I would consider it more of a drama. It's interesting. It doesn't have. Um, uh, it's not like other Coen Brothers films. It, it is very musical, um, and and the comedy is light. Um, but it's basically just a guy who's like trying to make it as a as like a musician, mm. and he kind of just doesn't. Mm. I like um, that. Yeah. Um, that's the whole thing. Is like once you think something's going to go right or like he thinks something's going to go right for him, then like that doesn't go right. And then something else happens that like makes it suck even more. Yeah. Those movies are not very, um, mm, it's not feel good. Yeah. Like they're not like rewarding or something. They're not like satisfying. It's like afterward you're just like, Oh yeah. Exactly. I was wondering what yeah. was going to happen. It was nothing. Um, I don't like that, though. I always liked... Um, when I was on co-op, I used to show movies to my roommates and stuff like that. Yeah. And they would just be like, what is... There's no point to this movie. Like, yeah. why did we just watch it? Because it didn't... It doesn't follow, like... Yeah, the, they need, like, a clear... Everybody's used to. Clear conflict and clear resolution. They like we need to watch like yeah. a Marvel movie or something with them. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I recently watched the uh, the newest Spider Man. Um, Is that not impressed? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Hmm. It was just um, you know, it's one of those things. It's like um, it's like when they remake a movie. Um, and then they're like, oh, you know what the audience would really like if we threw in the best joke from the original <laughs> in this one too. And then the audience is like, oh my God, they said the funny thing, like from the first one. Right. Yeah. That's how it felt. It wasn't exactly that, but it was just like, it was pretty much that. They, it, they did actually like do some of like the repeat the lines like each character from a previous spider-man would be like oh like this is what i say and then like you know i watched it in my home but i'm expecting in the theater that would like people like gone over well yeah yeah and for me it's like come on come up with something new i don't know i just wasn't so, even that big of a fan of the original spider-man movies so i don't know i like the uh the toby mcguire ones I yeah. think they're weird. I, like he's he's just kind of awkward, and they were they, and you know what they were like their own thing. They weren't, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Nowadays it's just like so many movies just are like the exact same as the other. So th- those ones were kind of kind well, of just, interesting. When man. is Marvel gonna like stop being the dominant franchise? I don't know. The movie that like. Movies are just weird. Like what gets shown in like a theater, like your AMC or something like that. It's just kind of strange. It's the blockbusters. 
it's just like the big, the high dollar movies that they know is going to draw a crowd that everybody likes. But why do people go to them? I don't know. Culture. (laughs) Culture. What do you mean? It's like the antithesis of culture. I don't go to the movies, so I don't know. I know. I'm just wondering, like, are there any independent theaters out there? Maybe just in like big cities or something? Yeah, pretty much. Or do independent people just like exclusively release to streaming? Yeah, that's another component. It's like the thing with streaming is like, like, like anybody can get a Netflix movie. Because like, let's do it. You know, <laughs> let's get a Netflix movie. Why can we? Pretty much, like together? if you can, if you can fund it, they'll just like they'll give you like a spot pretty much and so many people are doing it and that's like the that's most likely why you don't see so many like great new movies in the the theaters it's just like because it's just like quiet it's like in quiet uh like private theaters or or like privately owned and then it releases to streaming yeah like all of the like like movies that pop up like on amazon and stuff that aren't amazon originals just like, where did that come from? Why didn't I ever hear about it? Yeah. Plus, like, we're just kind of past the, uh, that, like, sweet spot of where people are being original, I feel like. You don't think you can be original in film anymore? I think you can, but I think it's nobody's going to notice. Why? Just because? It's just so much. Oh, okay. That's fair. No, I, everybody already has a show. Like nobody's, uh, you don't, you don't have to wait for a new movie to come out. But yeah. like, and like, you know, back in the day, if you weren't going and renting a movie, like you weren't watching movies in your home really. And so like people that going to the movie theater to see a new movie was like far more common. And now it's like any movie you want. It's right there. So like, why, I don't know why anticipate like a new movie when you know, there's already one that you like and you can like hit play right now. Yeah, you're right. There's something kind of enjoyable about going to an actual theater and watching with other people. Depends on the theater. Yeah. Sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's I annoying. know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I have seen like, um, the occasional movie where I'm like, that was a decent movie. Um, and I watched it in the theater and like, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I think my least favorite thing about the theater though, is that, um, uh, the thing where like everybody laughs, I like the funny stuff. And I'm just like, or, or like there's like that one guy who like thinks something's funny and it's like laugh. Yeah. And not, not that like, if it's like one of those moments that like I do that too, where it's not necessarily a joke, but I'm like, wow, that was bad acting or something. And I <laughs> laugh. But then there's always that guy who's like, like it's like the, the really like obvious jokes and there's somebody like belly laughing. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're ruining this for me. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a bad part of it is you have to deal with the people. I think I that's know. mostly the bit, the biggest problem. I also like, I don't know. I've seen some like movies uh, where the theater's been good and like, 
That's like, a good experience. I like going to, I used to go to the film club at UT mm-hmm. and they would just, I don't know. They had like a screening room, like in our film studies area. Right. And they would like just operate like an actual reel and everything. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, pretty cool. The audience was always cool. Yeah. I feel like, like especially in, in like college when nobody wants to be the one laughing at the theater or whatever, when yeah. you're watching one of those like um, these are seminar like, halls. Yeah. These are all like weird, um, like black and white French films or Swedish films or something from like the seventies. Like wasn't yeah. like slapstick comedy. I don't know. You know, somebody brought up Uncut Gems the other day. And I just like went back to that again and just like thinking about it. So I know, like, uh, I don't know. I actually thought that was a really good, that's one of the most recent uh, movies that I've seen in a yeah. theater, like a large mainstream theater that I thought was good. Yeah, and exactly. And it's like, it's because it was like, it wasn't original. But it was like, um, it wasn't trying to, uh, you know, be just like the movie that came out last year or whatever. I'll be honest. I felt it was somewhat original. I think, I think, um, I think the plot was rather original. Yes. Um, but I think like a lot of the um, like people talk about how it has all the like talking over top of each other and stuff. And that's oh. like, that's like, that's been done. Like the hectic style where like, you, you know, you know, yeah. It kind of almost gives you a headache. Like every A24 movie. Sure. That was an A24 movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. No, some of them, some A24 movies are quiet. Um, but there are some, there are some older, like more like urban style films where it's just like loud. It'd be like rap music and like people arguing over top of the main plot. And you're just like, it's like overwhelming. Yeah. But I did like that uncut gems took like that, like, um, like it had, I had a twist at the end. Yeah, usually I can see those things coming. I really didn't expect that. And that's the A24 right there. <laughs> no, most A24 movies just like beat you over the head with like what's going to happen. But maybe, yeah. That one was know. good. No, I really, I mean, and the fact that they didn't draw out him getting shot either, that it was just like, boom, like you didn't yeah. even know they were going to get out of that room. They got out and shot him in like two seconds with like no discussion or anything. Yeah. Didn't expect yeah. to see him get some shot. Some of those movies that like, like the shock element is pretty cool. You know? So I think, I think it, it was original in that it, it combined a bunch of you know, elements that people aren't really used to seeing in, in, in popular films or like, yeah modern films i really love the like mashups of the actual um basketball games that was pretty cool i did like it that. was good 
Kevin Garnett. Yeah, the whole it, that was a pretty strange plot too. Like the whole Kevin Garnett thing. Like Kevin Garnett yeah, stole weird. his necklace and stuff. It was really weird. So we bet on him. Yeah, that's good. Well, the oh, whole yeah. time I figured it wouldn't end happy, but I figured like he would just blow his money like on like yeah. betting on it or something. I didn't think that his bet would hit and then he would get killed. Yeah. Who ended up, did his girlfriend end up with the money or who ended up with it? Wasn't it that he sent the girl to go get it, right? I think the girl ended up with it, but not his like girlfriend. It was like a different girl. Wasn't it? It was just like some girl he like hired. Hmm. Wasn't it? Cause like, then there was like a man. I thought it was like his mistress. But Which well, I didn't realize. Didn't he have an ex-wife? He no, her. he had a wife and then like a mistress or something, like a girlfriend. Because this is the girl that just got, she's been like popular recently because she like dated Kanye West for a while. And then in that interview, she said like, I was amused and I caught jams or something like that. She said it really like in a strange way, like a real like snobby way or something. What's her name? Julia Fox. Honestly, I didn't even know who was in that movie. Uh, hmm. You you should watch the Kanye documentary. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. You said you've been watching it. Yeah, it's very good. It's like, it's cool to see him um, like before he made it, like just how like goofy and like humble and everything he was. Everybody wants to know what would happen if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> that speech was so like bad. Everyone's like, wow. <laughs> oh my God. He, He's a strange dude. He is strange. I, I guess I've just like recently like figured out how talented he was. I I never really was into his music. Like when it was super popular when we were younger, for some reason, I just didn't really right. care. But like recently I've kind of started liking it. Yeah. He, yeah. He's pretty good. That's the whole thing about his accident too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I either had like forgotten about that or didn't really know. Guess it messed him up, man. Yeah. It did. His face was all jacked up. They like showed him getting his like wires removed and stuff in the documentary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. No, it's that, good. That other movie you told me to watch that I forgot about. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be making you a movie list. I have it somewhere. I should have been adding to it. Yeah, that's right. 
I was going to tell you all about that Jodorowsky guy too, but I think we'll save that for a different date. I've seen some weird stuff about him. It's like, I forget how I even got introduced to him, but I've, I've seen just one of his movies and they call it like an acid spaghetti Western. It's like a psychedelic spaghetti Western with almost like samurai themes. So, and then uh, after like the Beatles saw that movie, one of them like bankrolled him for his next movie. Yeah. I feel like spaghetti Westerns already have a samurai theme, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think Lennon. Lennon. Yeah. I think him and Yoko Ono really were into him. (laughs) She ruined the Beatles. Beatles, another group that I never really got into, but have tried to recently. You should watch the doc. I kind of, well, there's which one? There's so many. I tried to watch that one that was about their, uh, like that live, like recording at the, whatever. The like 17 hour one? Uh, I don't know. It's on Disney. Yeah, it's on Disney. Yeah. We started watching that and it was just like the rehearsals. That was pretty wild. Yeah. They were weird by then. Yeah, it's odd how how goofy they they'll be, and then all of a sudden they'll all just like like a, like, so like a flip switch, a yeah. switch flipped, and then they're all like angry and yeah, adult like. Like it's weird seeing like John acts like a child. Well, I just thought it was weird yeah. that he like him and Yoko would be like touching each other like the entire time. Like he wouldn't show yeah. up without her. And then George Harrison brought like some monk and then would just like go sit with the monk like yeah. every now and then. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that monk I would just like sit like on the far wall. Just, yeah. Like, not into like, the, he's not into music. And then like I don't know who and then it was just funny to see them like do all this like spiritual stuff and then like one of them would just be chain smoking cigarettes and like drinking wine. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like the spiritual stuff had influence on their music, but like not their lifestyle at all. I don't know. I mean I was hearing stuff today that man, they were like really hooked into some of the like key people i don't know yeah i mean yeah i recently i've been like like kind of researching loose i guess that's like a loose term but like some of the like counterculture movement like 60s and 70s there's a lot of very very weird connections between all these people like everybody that you know about is somehow like connected to one another yeah which is i mean maybe it's always like that but it's just it's yeah there's like like strange things i feel like if it's you know if you don't know about them there's probably a reason okay but like do you think that i don't know like musicians today are hanging out with like harvard uh professors and stuff like that and like maybe i don't know counterculture movement people i mean maybe they are but i don't know what they're doing 
that was a cool thing about the the Kanye documentary. The third one was like him now. The first two were like him earlier. And it was just like insane. He'd be, he'd like fly in like designers and stuff and they'd be sitting at a table. Uh, like at his, like at his ranch, he has this huge barn. And it'd be like, Oh, Justin Bieber just walked in like, Hey, Justin, look, I'm like sketching this shoe. And then he's like talking to the designer about how he wants a shoe sketch. Then he would just like pick up a microphone and like a DJ would be there, like ready for his beats. And then he would just like sing for 10 minutes and then he would like walk over and start like working out. And then him and Justin Bieber would just like talk about a new song. And it was just so crazy. Man, when you got a bunch of money. I guess, but it was just, there were so many people there. And then he'd like get on the phone and talk to Rick Rubin. He's like, oh, Rick, I'm going to fly you to the studio just for the night and fly you back. Like, when are you available? I don't know. Like he wanted him to go look at this like pottery shop with him. I guess that's what he was doing to relax. Like he, he really likes this one lady's pottery. <laughs> so he just like went and like looked at pottery for a couple hours and then went back. Justin's like, where you been? <laughs> this is all when he was like running for president too. Yeah. So they showed like a three day montage. He was like somewhere in like the Dominican Republic or some island. Then he like flew to South Carolina and gave like his presidential speech. And then he like flew to Wyoming the whole time. That's like when he recorded the entire Donda album. It's so, I don't know. It's strange. Like watching him work. He's got a crazy work ethic, I guess. And then in between, he'd just be in the car, like watching like Fox news and like yelling at his phone. Look at him now. <laughs> Look at him now. I don't know. That uh that sound system that like uh Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how think? much like I'm like, what if what's that called? I have no idea. It was cool. Let me look. It was cool. It was just weird because it's like like I can see, like I know people who I could see them saying this is a good idea. Where they're like, "What if you had this thing?" And like the the what it actually does and the technology of it is is really cool. Stem player, but the whole fact that it's like like a box and it's yeah. like an MP3 player from like like two thousand eight. That's the part that I don't get, and I'm like, well. Can you actually make edits to it or you just like can listen you just to play the it in real time? Yeah, you just. So, like, yeah, an actual just... producer probably wouldn't use it. No, but I. It's for like someone I... that likes hearing all the different aspects of the track. Yeah. So it's like, like the know, thing is of it is you can isolate different parts of the track. Yeah, like exactly. Like, if you like, the, if you like the drums of something, I can see that being cool. Like, people like freestyle or something. Mm-hmm. And like remove the vocals, put in your own vocals or something. Like it's really fun. Yeah, I just think the actual like build of it is odd. Like I, I, I don't know. Because I was gonna say like I could see catching on more if it was an app, but that's not what. Like then it wouldn't be special, right? Hmm. 
Well, I, I mean, I think it's going to catch on because I guess he released his album exclusively to that. You can only get it on that? Yeah, Dada 2. I guess it's out right now. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, because you don't have a stem player. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the review thing, he's like, yeah, like everybody's just buying it for the album, but I really like the actual product. <laughs> See how much these bad boys go for. $200. That's wild. Yeah, they're really not that expensive. No, but also, if you're only releasing your album on that. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come out later on something else. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I th- he's like at a point right now, I think where he's like one of those people. And I think a lot of musicians are like this where they record music like 24 seven. Yeah. But I think he's like, well, I don't know. I was going to say it's like, he just is indiscriminately releasing it. But then I guess the whole thing with that Donda thing is he like released it once and pulled it back. And he was going to do like a debut of it. And then he like pushed that out a week. You hear about that? He like lived in the Mercedes Benz Superdome or something, like finishing his <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Because he did, I can't, he did a live premiere and like sold out the entire Superdome. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, that's pretty like, amazing. When's the last time you heard about like Kanye tickets being like, near you or whatever no, but it's like he didn't perform yeah. he just like dj'd and like played his thing like off the speakers dude doesn't want to perform it's like yeah it's just hey, get a new album about, he just that's how i feel about djs though like, yeah he's not a dj but that's what dj like like obviously he's not very relevant anymore but like in the, in the day, like, of DJ Khaled, like, people would freak out and, like, that was, like, a, he was, like, a big, but, like, if you, like, have you seen the videos of his concerts? They're weird. Uh, he just stands behind his laptop and he'll play music and just be, like. DJ Khaled does? Nice. Yes. I feel like Kanye's and, new albums kind of, he's been doing, like, less lyrics and more features on his most recent album. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a phase. Maybe. I mean, Eminem did that with that one album recently where it was all like every track was like half Eminem, half somebody else. Yeah. True. True. I actually liked his most recent album. Yeah. The Music to be Murdered by. Yeah. I think that's his most recent one, right? I think it is. I didn't like the one. I don't know. What was the one that was like such a big flop? Kamikaze. Or was it the uh, other one? It was the one right before that, maybe. Because he put out Kamikaze in like a month because the other one flopped or something. Was, was it that like uh, that like patriotic one? Yeah. What was that called? That one was really cool. Revival. Yeah, man. That was a flop. 
That was in 2017, though. Yeah, I remember. Um, he that was the one he released overnight, and everybody woke up, based in the U.S. and was like, "What?" Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that one was not great. Hmm. Dude kneeled at the halftime. I didn't see that. What'd you think about the halftime performance? I was quite hyped up. Um, I do think it's good to like, uh, you know, show, show some different genres besides like another Katy Perry or Lady Gaga up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought the set was cool. Um, they did what they could. There's a lot of restrictions with that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up.